All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place we can say what you want, as long as you got the facts. I know it's been a minute. I do apologize. My work schedule has been crazy. I just knocked out 12 days straight. Uh, next week, I'll be working another six-day work week, so it's been a little bit crazy. On top of that, I got school. Um, you know, a lot of y'all who've been following me uh, know I got back into that. Uh, but just a lot going on, but we are here tonight. Uh, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of different topics, at least this time around. Uh, I do. I would like to be more consistent with this, so I'll try to try to uh, get back as soon as possible with this. The schedule is a little bit... You know, crazy, but I'll do what I can and uh, go from there. But tonight, just a few different things. Uh, I did want to get into some football, college football, and we're going to get into the pros. For the college side of things, I want to go over the last top 25 of the regular season. I wanted to talk about the top four for the playoff. Uh, talk about my thoughts on, of course, Florida State being left out. I do uh, want to give you guys a... Um, update on what's going on with Michigan or just kind of my thoughts uh, based on the updates that you know I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all who are following college football do know uh, then I wanted to get into my final take on Colorado football for this season before I move on and we can get into other shit because life goes on and I'm not going to spend my life uh, talking about you know just one team at a time or one player uh, you know one coach college football and sports in general is more than just one coach or just one team no matter how much we you know want to like them or idolatrize them if that's the word uh but as far as uh the nfl is concerned i do want to get into some thursday night action i do want to take a look at the playoff picture as well as go through any headlines that do pop up and then finally i do have a discussion that i'm prepared for you guys it's about the uh, music industry so all in all a few different things tonight if you like what i discussed here uh please be sure to subscribe and all that good stuff i'll be leaving a uh a link for you guys to my instagram if you guys are interested in that as well and then be also uh also be sure to follow me on um youtube as well please subscribe to the uh, never out of bounds channel uh my recent project is in a pun for the review you know that's my uh movie review segment this time around i finished off the godfather series uh so please be sure to check that out that's been out for a couple weeks now but without further ado uh, let's go ahead and get into it like i said we're going to start off with the top 25 for college football uh with the ap poll first uh just to kind of get you a, a good idea of the who's who like i said i will go over the pot the playoff rankings right after that they're slightly different in terms of the top four of course but let's go ahead and get into it at number 25 we have Tennessee uh, who finished the regular season eight and four the last game was a W 48 to 24 versus Vanderbilt uh, but they will face off against Iowa in the cheese it ball they're 17th in overall offense this year 12th in terms of rushing uh, Jalen Wright was a big uh, you know component of that uh, over a thousand yards uh, he had about four touchdowns if I'm not mistaken, actually, yeah, about four touchdowns. Uh, we also have Dylan Sampson, Joe Milton. Uh, they help out on the ground as well. They would also, they would both score uh, seven uh, rushing touchdowns. Uh, in front of them, we have at number 24, James Madison, uh, who finished the year 11 and one. They were left out of postseason play, including uh, their conference title, uh, because of course they are a new FBS team, and there are some rules about that. But they finished pretty damn good good uh, but they are going to be taking some losses they've already lost their head coach uh, Kurt Signetti uh, he has been well, he has been hired excuse me by any Indiana uh, they also did lose their starting quarterback Jordan McLeod uh, he will go ahead and hit the transfer portal but he will play in the ball game so they have some losses but again it looks like you know for their first year in FBS they are trending in the right direction so uh, you got to give them some props there uh, at number 23 we have Tulane. Uh, they finished, if I'm not mistaken, um, 11 and 1 as well. We also have uh, Oklahoma State, who finished 9 and 4. Oregon State uh, at number 21, uh, who finished 8 and 4. And then we have Iowa, uh, 8 and 4. Sorry, 9. I think it's 9 and 4 now, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check. Uh, I think. Oh. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, they finished 10 and 3. So let me take that back. Yeah, they finished 10 and 3. Uh, so they did end up losing to Michigan uh, in the conference championship game. No big surprises there. 
they had no offense to speak of and I pretty much knew that Michigan was going to stop them out because again they just they have nothing outside of a pretty okay defense uh, that team I, I know people are not going to want to hear it but they're extremely average and they really don't have any offense to speak of so uh, unless it's one of those great defensive games where they're keeping you to about nine points they weren't they're not going to be in it and they weren't in this one this is their last matchup at number 29 we have North Carolina State uh, they ended the season on a five game winning streak uh, if I'm not mistaken they finished uh, nine and three as well uh, we have Liberty at number 18 uh, finishing with their first undefeated season if I must I'm not mistaken at the FBS level they'll be taking on my Oregon Ducks in the Fiesta Ball uh, if we lose that just know that people will be talking shit about us for a good five or six months we won't be able to live that one down at number 17 we have SMU at 11 and 2 at number 16 we have uh, Louisville here at 10 and 3 and I'm just gonna say this right now uh, Jack Plummer is the most unclutched quarterback I have ever fucking seen in my life and um, if it wasn't for the way he played the game uh, last week uh, actually Louisville in my opinion would have won the ACC that's I mean again you know Florida State is mad because they got left out uh, they were lucky they were facing off against Jack Plummer, who just can't throw the ball because, again, you get any type, any decent quarterback, uh, y'all would have lost. Sorry. And I know kind of giving y'all kind of a feeling about how I already, you know, my view about y'all being left out, but y'all already kind of get the hint. Um, at number 15, we have Notre Dame, who finished 9-3. Uh, and three. At number 14, we have Arizona State. Uh, you know, they balled out in their last win, uh, which is the, their rivalry game against ASU. Uh, we have quarterback Noah Fafita. Uh, he will go on to break a school record for passing yards in a game. He would have 527. Uh, Teta, sorry, Teta Roya. How do I pronounce that? If I can't get it right. It is my bad, but Tetiroa McMillan, uh, he would have the second most receiving yards in a game. Another school record, uh, 266 yards. So, again, uh, they finished the season on a really solid note. Uh, this team should be dangerous, in my opinion, going into next season. This should be one of your top teams in the Big 12. Uh, they're moving to a much easier conference, too. Look out for those guys. At number 13, we have LSU at 9-3. At number 12, we have Oklahoma at 10-2. Ole Miss is at 10-2 as well. Another 10-2 squad here, that being... Um, Penn State. And then we have at number eight, we have Oregon, uh, who finished the year at 11 and 2. They came up just short in the conference championship game again uh, to Washington. But, um, you know, it was a really, it was a really great, great game. Uh, you know, a little bit unfortunate because, of course, it's the last Pac-12 game ever. Uh, but in that game, uh, Bo will go 21-34, 239 yards, three touchdowns to just one pick. Uh, he would have 69 yards on the ground. Jordan James will score on the ground. Uh, Treshawn Holden would have a 63-yard receiving touchdown. Terrence Ferguson would help out with two receiving touchdowns. And defensively, uh, we got a pick from Kyrie Jackson, uh, Nick, Nico Reed, and also Popo uh, Muave would also get some would also get a sack. So we had, I mean, we did all that we could. Um, Washington just played a, a really great game as well. What can you do? Uh, Michael Penix, twenty-seven to thirty-nine, uh, three hundred nineteen yards. Uh, touchdown he would throw a pick uh, we have Dylan Johnson here with over 150 yards on the ground two touchdowns from him uh, Jalen McMillan and also Roma Dunze just killed us you know pretty much through the air Again, both of these guys over 100 yards. Uh, McMillan had over 130 yards on nine catches. Uh, just things like that are just not gonna get it get it done. And a lot of the things that Washington was able to get, you know, was successful with in the first matchup, they were still successful with. Uh, you know, we have uh, Jermaine Berard uh, and Quentin Moore. Uh, they will both get uh, receiving touchdowns as well. And then Marshall. Uh, sorry, Mishael Powell will get an interception. So, again, Ducks come up just short. This was Washington's year to make it to the playoffs. Um, it is what it is. I have no excuses. They just happen to play the better game, and I'm not going to sit here and complain about it either. You know, good job, Michael Penix. Um, like I said, uh, well, I probably uh, I probably haven't shared this with you guys with you guys yet, but my winner for the Heisman was probably going to well. 
in my opinion, is probably going to be the winner of that game. So it might end up being Michael Penix. I would not be surprised if they were to give it uh, to Bo as well. Both of those guys uh, had some really uh Good numbers throughout the season, you know. Top, you know, and they, in my opinion, they passed the eye test. Both of those guys, Bo and also Penix, made plays throughout the years that throughout the year that, uh, in my opinion, other quarterbacks like Dylan Gabriel, Shadur Sanders, uh, all those guys, they just couldn't make. And uh, again, they both of those guys passed my eye test with flying colors. So I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to both of those guys. And it was a really close decision. Uh, moving on, uh, we do, uh, we are, you know, within the top 10, we have Ohio State here at 11 and one, uh, Georgia here. They finished 11 and one as well. Actually, sorry, 12 and one. And then we have Bama here at 12 and one, uh, at number five At number four, we have Florida state at 13 and 0. uh, at number three, we have Texas at two and one. And, uh, number two, we have Washington at number I'm sorry at number two we have Washington at 13-0 and then of course Michigan undefeated as well 13 wins now uh, like I said before this was the AP rankings uh, and the playoff rankings themselves are just slightly different in terms of the top four uh, it ended up being Michigan Washington Texas and Alabama respectively so in the semifinals we have Michigan versus Bama Washington versus Texas and of course the big drama is the fact that you know Florida State got left out and um, let me share some thoughts with y'all on that um I completely agree uh with the committee I definitely think that they got this pick right and I feel like it was hmm. uh, I feel like they were right because well I'm just gonna keep it real with you Florida State struggled the entire night versus Louisville offensively now mind you defensively they played a pretty good game you know Albeit they were going up against one of the sorriest quarterbacks in FBS, in my opinion. Sorry, it is what it is. Uh, you know, and the defense looked solid. And for what it's worth, yes, they did get the win. That, you know, of course, kept them undefeated. Fine, sure. But again, that offense looked terrible. It looked bad. Now, y'all can say what you want. It didn't look that great the week before when they had uh, your boy, uh, what's his name? Tate Rodemaker, when they were facing, I think it was, uh, I think in Northern Alabama or something like that. Um, again, like, neither one of their backups looked that great. Like, again, that team offensively relied heavily, and I could tell they rely heavily on Jordan. They relied heavily on Jordan Travis's, uh, you know, presence. Uh, neither one of those guys could really get anything, you know, accomplished offensively. I'm sorry. Uh, if we look at the stats right now, I do have the stats from that ACC title game. Uh, Brock Lynn, 8 of 21, 55 yards. Come on now. Again, they got lucky because it was Louisville. I think if you put this team against any team, you know, that would be, you know, pretty much playoff bound. Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Washington, Texas. Even if you put teams like Oregon in the mix, there's no way that though. I'm just going to outright tell you, I don't think Florida State's defense is good enough to keep those teams at six points. Or how many points did they give up against Louisville? Yeah, they're not good. Enough. They're, they're not that great to keep Oregon, Washington, Texas, Michigan, or Bama at no, at no five points or no six points. I'm sorry. They're not going to do it. Not against those guys. So they would have to be able to put points on the board. And again, with their those quarterbacks, no. Either Rodemaker or Glenn. It, it, they're not. They're not. They were not capable. And nobody wants to see them go to the playoff, get blown out by Washington again, or Cal, or, or sorry, or Georgia, or whatever, and or Bama. And uh, nobody wants to hear those excuses. Well, we had our uh, we had our backups because that's all y'all were gonna do. Let's be real here. They were gonna let's let's be real here. They were gonna get blown out in the first round. There, there's no way that you can convince me that that team was gonna beat anybody. The teams that are on this top four right now, I'm you can again. You, 
all everybody and their mama could cry about it because that's all y'all been doing. Oh, they could have did this. Even motherfuckers who are not Florida State fans, y'all been sitting there. Oh, they got robbed. Oh, they they they, they won all, all. They went undefeated for nothing. They they wasn't gonna beat nobody in the playoff. No way. The four teams that are in the playoff right now, they are not beating them. Y'all can sit there and complain all you. They're not. They're not. There's nothing you can tell me. There's there, With the way that they've been playing the past few weeks with their backup quarterbacks, there's no way you can convince me of that. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. You cannot sit there and tell me that that piss poor quarterback play was going to get them a championship. No, all that was going to happen was that y'all was going to lose and that y'all was going to have a whole bunch of different excuses. Then nobody want to watch that shit. Then nobody want to watch no team barely put up three points until the third quarter against Louisville and they have a trash quarterback. Nobody wants to see that shit. I'm sorry. And we're going to see, uh, again, and, and, and if I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, we'll see it when y'all play against Georgia. But see, y'all over here talking about you want to boycott that game, which makes me believe y'all full of shit. Because if y'all really wanted to prove something, you go into that game with whoever you got, and you go in there and you handle it. Since y'all got robbed so much since they left you out, so don't, don't boycott it. No, prove to us that we were wrong. Don't boycott it like some suckers. Because how are we supposed to know then? If y'all really, if y'all end up not playing, how are we supposed to know how good you are really? <laughs> to me, it makes me, it, it you know, it, it tells me that y'all not that good. Again, I'm, I'm just saying, all, we, all we're going to hear is, again, let's say, for instance, they get blown out by Georgia. We're going to hear the same things. Just saying. Oh, uh, we had our third string in. We didn't have Travis. Oh, uh, well, they got us this time. That's what's gonna be y'all. That was gonna be y'all excuse either way. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Nobody wants to hear that shit because that's what was gonna happen. You cannot tell me that offense who barely could put up again. The only reason y'all scored versus was it Northern Alabama? I can't remember who y'all was playing. The only reason that y'all scored that it was because y'all defense. Y'all defense scored turnovers and generated turnovers that they got points off of. Y'all offense was not that dominant. It was not good. If I'm not mistaken, Rodemaker only threw one touchdown against an FCS team. I'm not. You're not gonna tell. You're not gonna convince me that he's gonna turn around and score three, four touchdowns against Bama. Fuck no. <laughs> Y'all hilarious. You're not gonna convince me. Brock, what's his name? Brock Glenn, who went eight of twenty-one is something for fifty-five yards. Is gonna go for three hundred against Washington. You're not gonna convince me of that. So y'all go home, you know, lick your wounds, uh, do whatever y'all want to do, complain, go online, and, and oh, oh, they robbed us. Y'all don't want to see. Listen, we want to see competent football. We don't want to see. We don't want to see one team get smashed because they don't have the start, their their proper team together. We don't want to, and we, we're not gonna. I, I personally don't want to hear those excuses because I already know what's gonna happen. Oh, we didn't have our starting court. That's all y'all gonna do. We're going we're gonna to sit there and roast y'all about getting blown out. And the first thing y'all going to say, we didn't have our quarterback. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Moving on. Um, the committee, y'all made the right decision. I'd rather see I'd rather see Bama in that place, in their place. I do not want to see a third string quarterback play like shit. And I'm not trying to hear people's excuses about it. So, yes, Bama was the right decision. Texas was the right decision. Washington was the right decision. Uh, Georgia, uh, you know, they came up short. If it wasn't going to be Bama, it was going to be Georgia. Either way, Florida State with the third string quarterback was not going to get in. And I, personally, I don't want to see that shit either. Uh, so let's move on. A couple of different things I did want to touch upon. Uh, I did want to bring up a, a update on what's going on with Michigan. Uh, within the last couple of weeks, uh, some more details have come out about what's going on. So apparently, again, uh, I think we've probably touched upon this, or at least I alluded to this, or even, uh, what's the word here? Uh, I don't want to say the word predicted this, but we I know we've talked about what could have happened, the hypotheticals, right? Back in the past. But recently, uh, it's come out, at least, like I said, within the last few weeks or so, that there has been this, you know, this process of, you know, Michigan staff buying tickets to these other people's games, watching them, recording them, relaying this information to each other, basically stealing signs and the information, all type of shit. 
Uh, we had a linebackers coach who was recently fired and let go. And uh, for whatever reason, they really didn't give us a reason. But again, we know the reason because he's part of the paper trail. Uh, we had another guy, uh, you know, I think his name was Chris Stallions or something like that. I could have the first name wrong. Uh, but we had another member of the staff. Uh, he fell on his own sword and quit. But he was the main person, you know, buying the tickets, you know, from the money that from the coach that we just mentioned, from the linebacker coach. He was using his money to buy the tickets. Uh, they were sending these people to these games. And again, like I said, they were taking photo, uh, video evidence, video, sorry, videos, pictures, all types of shit. Uh, so, you know, according to the the big 10 and of course i'm paraphrasing here of course you know this you know that those actions were considered to be you know detrimental to you know competitive you know to, to the competitiveness of you know of what's going on to competitive play and uh is the is the conference right for calling this out yes you shouldn't be allowed to do that you shouldn't just be allowed to just send people there basically to spy on motherfuckers like a spy gate and uh again you know, Jim Harbaugh was out for a few weeks. That really didn't make a difference because they were pretty much undefeated without him. I think they went 3-0. And then he comes back for the conference championship game. And, of course, we know that Louisville, sorry, Louisville, we know that Iowa had nothing for that ass. And so they kind of breeze through that game. And it's like a great, it's like, ooh, great, pat them on the back. Now they're in the championship. So, Again, I'm not buying it. I know that that team, you know, they're up to no good. They're still in an, under investigation for uh, recruiting protocols for the season before that. So, I mean, it, it's all great now. Um, but it's, in my opinion, it's kind of, well, we'll see after the investigations. I, I, I you know, I would, I would, uh, I would love to see what the ending results are going to be, meaning what the, you know, the punishment is going to be. Because, again, like like I said, we just mentioned, you know, I, I did mention, of course, you know, this sign stealing and, you know, this illegal activity. But we're also we completely keep when we talk about remember when we talk about Michigan, you have to remember that they're not also they're just not under investigation for, you know, the sign shit or whatever, this illegal scouting, but they're also under investigation for illegal recruiting practices as well. So again, I know it ain't going to, it, it ain't going to, you know, change the way a lot of people think, particularly the, uh, the casual fans, but people who really know, I mean, shit, y'all want to talk about how wrong things are in the league and in college football or NCAA. You want to be mad at those, at things like Florida State getting left out. You should be critical of teams like Florida. I mean, sorry, not Florida, but you should be uh, critical of teams like Michigan, you know, basically after they cheated, you should be mad at them getting in. Fuck Florida State being left out. They're, they're not good right now. They're not good without their starting quarterback. That's nothing. But to allow a team that cheated and has a track record of cheating, who's under who's still in under investigation for another form of cheating, which is they were recruiting violations, then it's like, oh, you know, then what? I mean, again, it's like you mad at, at, at one team being left out for a legitimate reason, but you're okay with a team being allowed in despite them being cheaters. I, I, I don't get it, y'all. Y'all pick and choose who y'all want to be mad at. Y'all pick and choose who y'all want to ride with. And you, then you want to talk about the, you know, how how the sport has fallen off or how the sport is a joke. Now, no, it's a joke because you allow cheaters to compete in your playoffs. It's not because, oh, it's not because a, a team with a third string quarterback that we know you can look at. You can look at Florida State on just look at them and watch them play over the last few weeks that they're not good enough offensively to really compete in the playoffs. We, we can see that. But that triggers people, but not a team that not a team cheating. That you gotta get the fuck out of here with all that, y'all. I ain't I ain't I ain't following y'all on that one. I don't like that shit. Okay, them motherfuckers, Michigan, they've been cheating. They've been recruit. They've been violating the recruiting protocols. They've been doing that at least for a couple of seasons. They've been they've been you know violating so many protocols. Period. They shouldn't be in the playoffs. You want to talk about a team that should be let that shouldn't have been let in? Michigan is the one that shouldn't have been let in. I don't know how y'all okay with that, but y'all want to talk about the sanctity of the game? Get the fuck out of here! If y'all cared about the sanctity of the game, why the fuck would a cheater be in the playoffs and y'all be cool with it? Anyway, let's uh, 
wrap this all up. I did want to get my final thoughts on uh, Colorado, right? Everybody was um, excited when the season started. Everybody had all these grandiose, you know, ideas about this team. You know, particularly after that TCU victory. And I think the win against Nebraska. I think the first couple of weeks, the first week was like, ah, uh, people were like, ah, uh, could it? even they fans were just kind of like, you know, should we be excited? Should we not be excited? But the minute they get the win against a uh, weak ass, you know, you know, what's their name, Nebraska, everybody started to get excited. Everybody started to act like, oh, yeah, we really got something going on here. And, you know, of course, they they uh, win the overtime game against Colorado State. And everybody thought they was a shit then, right? Everybody thought they had a chance. I mean, it went from people saying that they actually had somewhat of a chance against Oregon. You, you should be surprised. I mean, I'm not really surprised. But, you know, some of the shit that motherfuckers was saying, you know, up until that Oregon game, it was so fucking funny. Oh, we have this player that they haven't scouted for. This player is going to expose them. Y'all talking about people like Ultimus, High Skill, all type of players that we didn't know about just yet. Oh, they going to do this, and, and we have a shot. Oregon loses games like this. We end up blowing y'all out. And I liked how the conversation changed at pretty much at that game from, oh, yeah, we had a shot this year to, oh, let's wait till next year till we can hit the transfer portal again, till we can do this. Like, y'all full of shit, bro. Let's just keep it real, Okay. Y'all not y'all was not that good, okay? Y'all finished last in defense all, on both sides, you know, against the run, against the pass. Y'all sucked. You have you have a Hall of Fame defensive back as your head coach, and your secondary is literally the worst in the nation. Uh, that's disgraceful. Again, that's like um, that's like. Barry Sanders being your running backs coach, but your co- your your running backs are garbage. Like you have literally no running game. Like your running backs don't do, you know, they're they're non-existent. Like something has to give here. Like I'm not saying that you have to have a the greatest offense in the world, but if I know my Hall of Fame coach is a defensive back, I would at least I would at least expect for my my secondary to be one of the best in the nation. And we we saw that Throughout the year, no matter what narrative these people wanted to pick, they always wanted to either talk about the two pl- their two pillars that they always want to bring up, Shiloh or Travis Hunter. That's all they talk about. They don't talk about the actual stats, though, of that of that defense. They want to say, well, look at Shiloh. Look at how good he plays. Look at how good Travis Hunter plays. He can play both ways. That's great for him. But as a team, they sucked. That offense, we could sit there and blame the offensive line all we want to. Play calling was trash. Y'all decided to pass the ball 70% of the time, and it didn't work. Y'all don't have what it takes to have an air raid offense. We can see that. So it just did, I'm sorry. It did not work against the better teams in the nation, in your conference. Y'all finished 4-8. and Y'all finished with like six losses in a row. You even had a losing record at home. So stop it. What are you talking about? You you you've you've improved. Stop lying to yourselves. You can sit there and talk about, oh, we only won one game last year, but on average you went about four or five. So that's not that's not like you you really did something beyond your typical. That's your average season. You haven't won more than six games since two since I don't know when. Look at the record. It's been last five or six. You've had a losing record with four or five wins. So don't tell me about some uh, some season that you went and won four games after you won one. When in when in in reality you won nothing but four or five games this whole time for about five or six years. So don't tell me about this one improve this 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 year where you won four games. That's all y'all ever win. What ball games have y'all went to? You want to say, oh, we came, we came a long way from just one game to winning three more. Ooh, against nobody. Y'all beat Nebraska, who's trash. You beat TCU, who ended up being trash this year. And, oh, the one win that y'all got, well, one of the wins that y'all got was against Colorado, who ended up with a better record than y'all. So I don't want to hear that shit. 
I don't know where y'all get y'all. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have. We're gonna have a. We're, it went from. I loved how the conversation went from. Oh, we can win this game. Uh, we could easily do this and all that. But y'all started to lose, and the conversation changed from. Oh well, we're gonna get all these recruits next season. We're gonna get this, and we're gonna we're gonna hit the transfer portal. Listen. You already have a whole bunch of star, a whole bunch of recruits leaving, decommitting. You have a whole bunch of transfer people not showing up. So what do you say? Then you'll turn around and say, uh, well, well, Bama, they have a whole lot of people leaving them too. Yeah, but Bama ain't talking shit about how next year they're going to control the transfer portal or how next year they're going to dominate recruiting. You know what Bama is doing? Preparing. They're not talking shit like y'all are or Dion is. <laughs> shit. Fuck all that. They're realistic about what's going on. You don't hear them running their mouth. Y'all hear, I don't, I don't, you know, Nick Saban don't have four or five uh, press conferences a week. To talk about how he gonna do and to talk about this, oh, I need a new old line. No, he just, he just coaches his kids and they get, he gets the best out of them. And bottom line is, Dion couldn't do that. He ain't he ain't that great. So y'all can take y'all little average ass four four win season, and you can brag about that all you want to. Uh, but you better be you better count your lucky stars that y'all decided to go back to that Big Twelve because the Pac twelve as we saw it this year, you wouldn't last in that. You weren't gonna win that. You weren't gonna win a conference. You weren't gonna win a conference trophy in that conference. Sorry. You you were you made the the best decision y'all could have made was to go back to the Big Twelve because y'all not winning any other conference, y'all not winning any other major five conference. Y'all need to get out of that mindset right now. <laughs> not with the way y'all coach, not with the way y'all uh, handle y'all shit. Not until y'all improve. Y'all haven't improved. Don't tell me some four and eight is an improvement from one and eleven when in reality you've had nothing but four or five win seasons. That's not an improvement. That's part of the course for y'all. That in reality. Call it what you want. I, I'm i not buying it. All right, y'all. I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be getting into the NFL. Of course, like I mentioned, some Thursday night football. Uh, we might have a couple headlines to get into. And then, of course, I wanted to go over uh, the playoff picture. So I'll be right back, y'all. Uh, we'll go from there. All right, y'all, we are back. We're going to get into some NFL Week 14 action. Starting with Thursday night, uh, the Patriots will get an upset win against the Steelers 28-18. to With all that being said, uh, it looks like there's going to be an official end of an era at the end of the season. Uh, as far as uh, my research is telling me, uh, sources are coming up saying that, you know, the Kraft family is going to be parting ways with Bill Belichick uh, at the end of the season, uh, especially if things don't, you know, turn out right. Of course, they miss the playoffs, which is uh, likely to happen with where they're at right now. But they will get a win Thursday night by three against the Steelers, who are in the playoff hunt. Uh, we'll see what else happens. But it's even if uh, actually, as far as I'm, as far as I know, even if the Patriots were to, you know, pull out some wins to end the season. Uh, of course, they would probably still end up missing the playoffs, but uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick would still be let go. So uh, look out for that near the end of the year. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, up next, we have the Jets. Uh, they take down the Texans. And a surprising win from them, you know, just given all the drama that they've been through. 30-6 uh, to six was the final score. The Titans moved to 7-6, and six, uh, and the Jets moved to 5-8. and eight. For Houston, C.J. Stroud uh, was off his mark, 10-23, uh, just 91 yards. Uh, nothing to really write home about there. Devin Singletary, uh, he will lead the team in rushing with 65 rushing yards and also a touchdown. Uh, we have Jonathan Grenard on the defensive side of things getting two sacks. And then Christian Harris will get you 10 total tackles. Uh, for the Jets, Zach Wilson will go 27-36, 301 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's been through a lot lately, uh, been through the ringer. He's had some terrible performances up, uh, up until this point. Uh, been benched a couple times. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Of course, there's those rumors out there about, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers wanted to come back before the end of the season. 
maybe Zach can kind of keep them, uh, you know, stable until he gets back and maybe they can make a push for the playoffs. Uh, who knows? But uh, we also got Xavier Gibson helping out, helping out on the offensive side uh, with a rushing touchdown. And Brees Hall uh, will get you eight receptions, 86 yards. He will score as well. Uh, Quinny Williams, uh, he will show up on the defensive end uh, getting a sack on everything and uh, just a really complete game by the Jets um, of course they've always had at least this season uh, they've had a pretty good de uh, defense uh, and you know just it's just been the offense kind of holding them back particularly uh, quarterback play uh, you have Tim Boyle play at least a game he, that didn't work out of course Zach Wilson you know he's had his moments uh, so again they're just trying to you know string some wins together and hopefully uh, like I said make it to the playoffs we'll we'll see um, they're one of those teams that are pretty much on the outside looking in as of right now but again there's a few weeks left uh, moving on we had the Ravens getting it done against the Rams 37 to 31 in overtime the Ravens moved to 10 and 3 on the year uh, the Rams are sitting at 6 and 7 uh, in this one Matt Stafford will go 23 of 41 294 yards three touchdowns it just wasn't enough uh, Kyron Williams would also have 114 yards on the ground Cooper Cup would have a monster game receiving uh, eight receptions from him 115 yards he would score uh, Davis Allen uh, their tight end will get you four receptions for 50 yards and then a touchdown and then defensively we had Ernest Jones here with 10 total tackles and then a sack for Baltimore uh, Lamar Jackson had a really good game, 24-43, uh, 316 yards, three touchdowns. He would throw a pick, uh, but overall, a really solid game. He seems to, you know, you know, not be giving these games up. He seems to be very competitive, you know. Well, he seems to look very competent throwing the ball. Again, he hasn't looked perfect, but as the season has gone on, it, it seems like his numbers have, you know, stabilized and they look pretty decent. Uh, he will lead the team in rushing, though, with 70 uh, yards there. Uh, OBJ will be the team's leading receiver. Four receptions for him, 97 yards, and also a touchdown. We also got Isaiah Likely getting some action. Uh, the, t uh, the tight end will get you five catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And then defensively, we have Roquan Smith, one of the better linebackers out there. Ten total tackles from him. And uh, Justin Mabuiki and also uh, Travis Jones will get you sacks as well. So uh, Baltimore was able to, you know, generate some pressure, get to the quarterback defensively, do some of their, you know, do some of the things that they've always been known for. They did give up. They did give up some points, uh, but it looks like uh, Lamar didn't cost him anything. He played really solid as well. Uh, you know, he had a great performance from one of his top receivers, that being OBJ. He also got help out from one of his tight ends. Uh, again, that's what this offense has always done. Utilize that tight end position, and uh, it, it looks as though even without Mark Andrews, it seems like they have a decent enough. Uh, receiving core, you know, including wide receivers and tight ends uh, to help out Lamar. So it looks like uh, they should be in the driver's seat, in my opinion, uh, going into the playoffs. Like they should maintain uh, their position. Uh, moving on, we have the Bears. They get it done. Another upset here, 28-13 uh, to 13 versus their divisional rival, the Lions. 9-4 uh, is the record for Detroit right now. Chicago sits at 5-8. and eight. Uh, Another outside-looking-in outside type of team right now. For Detroit, Jared Goff, uh, not, a, not a great game from him, to say the least. 20 of 35, 161 yards. He would throw a touchdown, but would throw two picks. Uh, Jameer Gibbs will lead the team on the ground with 66 rushing yards. He would score. And then Josh Reynolds will get a touchdown, uh, would catch a touchdown pass on everything else. And then we have John Comiskey, uh, seven total tackles from him and a sack. But outside of that, nothing really going on for Detroit in this one. If I'm not mistaken, this is back-to-back uh, -back losses for them. Uh, we have Chicago here, Justin Fields. He's back in the starter's position, 19-33 for him, 223 yards to the air. Uh, he would also score uh he would score passing, and he would also be the team's in a rush with 58 rushing yards. He would score on the ground as well. DJ Moore will be the team's leading receiver. Six total catches from him, 68 yards. 
he would score a touchdown. He would get a touchdown uh, catch. He'd also run for a touchdown as well. And then we have Jaquan Brisker all over the place with 17 total tackles on the defensive side of things. And then we have Tremaine Edmonds with seven total tackles and an interception. All in all for the Bears, a really solid game for them defensively. Uh, they forced four sacks and also three turnovers. So when you're doing that, uh, usually... Uh, if you're able to put up some points, you should be able to win that game. Uh, the Niners, they get it done against their divisional rival, the Sea Chickens, a.k.a. the Seahawks, 28-16. to uh, We have one of the ugliest games I've ever seen here uh, with the Vikings getting it done against my Raiders, 3-0. to zip. Oh, man, uh, this was a terrible game. The Vikings moved to 7-6. and six. The Raiders dropped to 5-8. and eight. For Minnesota, Nick Mullins will be under center. 9-13 from him, just 83 yards. Alexander Madison would have 66 yards on the ground. And then Irvin, sorry, Ivan Pace uh, Jr. Uh, will be one of your standouts on defense. 13 total tackles from him. He would also get a pick and a sack. And then we have DJ Wonham here with five total tackles and a sack from him. Uh, for Las Vegas, Aiden O'Connell. Again, it's been a struggle for him. And, you know, and you know, I guess he's replacing, you know, Jimmy G, who, again, hadn't been playing well either. Uh, 21 to 32 for him. 171 yards. He would throw a pick. Uh, Mass Crosby continues to to ball out as much as he can on the defensive side of things. Uh, Ten total tackles, two sacks, and... Uh, it's really been a struggle for the Raiders. They've lost three straight since winning back-to-back -back with their interim, uh, Antonio Pierce. Uh, and uh, they haven't really looked good um, on either side. Well, I mean, they have, I mean, okay, you have Max Crosby. You know, he does his thing defensively. But overall, I think we're ranked around 25th. So, you know, again, there's still struggles there. Again, um, Josh Jacobs, he's taken a little bit of a step back this season. Um, you know, and that's been a little bit disappointing. But again, he hasn't played terrible. I'm just saying he just he's just not at it. You know, not you know where he was at this point. He's not where he was last year. Just what I'm saying. So it's a little bit of a of a step back there. And of course, quarterback play has been killing us. I would not be surprised if your boy Devontae Adams decides to walk uh, in the offseason. I wouldn't be or ask for a trade. Uh, moving on, we have the Chargers here. Uh, they get it. Sorry, they take an L here to the Broncos 24-7. to seven. Uh, As far as I know, yep, uh, as confirmed today, uh, Justin Herbert will be out for the rest of the year. He injured his right index finger in that game. Uh, actually got a... Uh, I want to say it was a sprain. No, he dislocated it, something like that. Uh, but again, he had a surgery. Uh, he will miss the rest of the year. We have Easton Stick, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, leading the way for L.A. for the rest of the year. So good luck with that. Uh, again, this is another team on the outside and looking, uh, well, outside looking in in terms of the playoffs. They sit there at five and eight, just like a whole bunch of other teams as well. Uh, so... I hate to say it, but with the injury like that, uh, you know, their their quarterback at this point in the season, you can pretty much count them out as well. Uh, we have the Eagles here taking a, another ugly loss on national TV, this time to the Cowboys. 33-13 uh, to is the final score here. Both teams are 10-3 right now. For Philly, Jalen Hurts will go 18-27. Uh, he would throw for 197 yards, but again, no touchdowns. A.J. Brown will be the team's leading receiver. Uh, nine receptions, 94 yards. The running game was pretty much non-existent for the Eagles uh, last week. So uh, who knows what happens? You know, maybe they can get it together this week. But back-to-back -back weeks, uh, that running game and that offense in general has been off. Uh, Hassan Reddick will get you two sacks, though. Uh, but moving on to Dallas, we have uh, Dak uh, doing a pretty solid job. 24-39 uh, for over 270 yards. He would throw two touchdown passes. Rico Dowdle would score on the ground. Uh, we have C.D. Lamb here, the team's leading receiver. Actually, it was Jake Ferguson. Uh, he would get you five catches for 72 yards. He would score. Uh, C.D. Lamb would get you over 70 yards as well on six catches, but he would also score. And then we get a sack uh, from your boy Michael Parsons. So, a pretty good game, or actually a really good game from Dallas. Uh, you know, they are neck and neck with the Eagles right now for that division and pretty much first seed in the playoffs. So both of these teams uh, are really looking uh, good right now. And then uh, we have uh, 
Monday night, some Monday night action uh, with uh, the Titans. Uh, they stormed back. Uh, they were down 27 to zip. They end up winning by one, 28 to 27. Uh, your boy Will Levis is pretty much playing out of his mind right now, uh, coming up with these clutch moments, and I like it. Um, everybody seemed to kind of count him out. Um, you know, they well, they acknowledged he had a decent arm. Uh, at least a, a strong arm, uh, but nobody really saw him doing a whole lot, you know, really being a starter, really having an impact. I was a little bit iffy on him as well, but he's looked really good. Uh, another young quarterback doing his thing is uh, going to be Tommy DeVito for the Giants. Uh, he, uh, you know, led them to a, a comeback victory as well, if I'm not mistaken, uh, against the Packers, 24-22. to So two young quarterbacks, uh, they shine on Monday night. And then uh, let's move on to the playoff picture uh, in the AFC. We have the Ravens here at 10 and 3, uh, pretty much your first seed right now. We have the Dolphins here at 9 and 3, right behind them. Uh, we have the Chiefs, Jaguars, and Browns all at 8 and 5. Uh, the playoffs are going to Some uh, transfer portal stuff going on that we got to get into at some point. Uh, some big names around. So, um, again, at a later date, we'll get to that hopefully in the next couple of days or so. Uh, but I am going to take another quick break, y'all. And then when I come back, uh, I will be wrapping everything up with my discussion on uh, industry plants in the music industry. So, uh, so, hopefully, so far, you like what you heard. And, you know, like I said, I'll be right back. Alright y'all, so before we wrap this up, I got a bit of a discussion for y'all. Like I said, uh, we're talking about the music industry and a topic that's been, uh, you know, on my mind for a while now, uh, you know, off and on. Uh, just whenever I hear this term, it triggers so much thought in my head. You know, what does that all mean? You know, why does that term exist? You know, isn't that term indicative of everybody in reality? What am I talking about? I'm talking about the term industry plan. Now, what is an industry plant? Well, in the music industry, uh, it is an artist who projects themselves as an independent artist, as an independent, but secretly has a major label backing them. Of course, you know, spreading their influence, all that stuff. An artist whose popularity is strictly due to marketing alone. Okay, uh, now with that definition, you get somewhat of an idea. But somebody like me, who just thinks a lot, also thinks a little bit more about these things now there's a few examples of you know uh, artists that have come around in the last few years that have been given this label uh, this is just a small uh you know slice there's a, a lot more but particularly you know how i think it, it would be even more so but let me get to that in just a little bit but people like chance the rapper jack harlow billy eilish and even lotto have all at one point in time been considered to be this industry plan but my thing is 
what is really the difference between an artist who pretends to be independent and one who doesn't if they're both signed to major labels, especially when the main point in signing to one is help with exposure and marketing uh, because that's what they're all getting. Here's a big fact here. $5.8 billion is invested, excuse me, is it $5.8 billion is invested for AR and marketing by these major labels. About $500,000 to $2 million is going to be needed to make or break any artist. So that's big money right there. So anybody being signed to these labels is being given this investment. Whether it was going to be Chance the Rapper, whether it's uh, Lil Yachty, whether it's MGK, it really doesn't matter, does it? This led to, well, this has led to many, you know, instances of what we will call payola, where we have the record labels actually going out of their way to pay millions of dollars for radio stations to pay, or to, sorry, to play uh, popular artist songs. It makes sense to me now. It makes sense to me why, you know, during the course of a given day, you'll hear a song multiple times for no fucking reason, sometimes within about an hour of the last time it was played. That's ridiculous, but now we see why. So really, what's the difference? Because the way that, you know, you know, especially when these, you know, people, these artists first come out, there's no difference in how they do them. They're going to play Chance the Rapper songs all day when he is hot. Just like they will play a, a Lil Wayne song all fucking day when it's hot and you get annoyed by it. Me, I get annoyed by those songs. Y'all eat it up. A lot of people eat it up. And this is why it, this process has continued to regurgitate. And, uh, you know, let's take a look at some high profile artists in general and just the labels that they're backed by just so we can get an understanding of, you know, where I'm coming from. Because in my opinion, either we should eradicate the term or let's be honest with ourselves and, and, you know, look at it, the industry for what it is and say, well, all these guys have been planted here. For example, we have Lil Wayne for many years. Uh, he's claimed young money. He's claimed cash money, whatever. Uh, that's all a subsidiary of Universal. Big time, multi-billion dollar corporation. Okay. Uh, we have Drake here. Uh, we can He can say OVO all he wants to. Again, that is a subsidiary of Warner Brothers. So we already know who's in his pocket. We look at Taylor Swift again. Uh, you know, she's signed to a, I guess you would call it a smaller label. It might be considered an indie label by some. I don't know, but it's an affiliate of Universal. Now, even if we look at our quote unquote, oh man, our true independent black labels. Oh yeah, we talk about Death Row and Bad Boy Records, right? Even then, Death Row uh, was pretty much uh, helped funded by Interscope and Jimmy Iovine and those guys. Of course, uh, they had their, uh, you know, you know, ways to finagle and get their own investments as well. You know, as uh, Vanilla Ice. But again, for the most part, uh, they were backed by another, you know prominent label and then we even have uh bad boy uh who who was at one time funded by arista universal atlantic and currently interscope remember death row was able to get tupac out of jail by spending over one million dollars just to get him on the songs on record and all that that's being planted we can sit there and say what we want they're all fucking plants Ice T is an industry plant. Think about it. He talked. He came into the industry as a rapper, talking about cop killer. I'm a gangster. This. I'm a gangster. That. And then when he stopped rapping, they made him become a cop. Industry plant. Come on now, stop playing. <clears throat> now again, the true industry plants, which you know, the true non-industry plants, of course, are your independent artists, which do exist. Uh, and you know, let's not discredit them. Uh, but let's be real here. Depending on what genre you're listening to let's be real actually i don't even think it matters what genre you're listening to there is no real difference between independent rap and you know for example there's no in in difference between independent rap and major label rap 
Like, these motherfuckers literally talk about the same shit. The only difference is the mainstream rapper has the backing of a, you know, corporation. And the, you know, independent local rapper has to scrounge up a whole bunch of resources and do all this just to get on local radio. Just to get local exposure. Maybe even regional exposure. You know what I'm saying? Statewide exposure. You know, we're talking about, you know, smaller, you know, spheres at the moment. Now, what happens with some of these guys is that they do catch on. And that's when they are given the opportunity to go major or keep, you know, stay kind of where they're at for, you know, I guess self-control. Uh, well, sorry, creative control reasons and things of that nature, a financial, true financial independence and things of that nature. So if we're talk, if we're comparing, you know, mainstream artists, they're all industry plants. There is no, no, there should be. See, what I, what I find is what I think this is um, part of a discussion uh, you know, it's part of a, a bigger discussion even about the industry because I feel like there's there there's these leftover pockets of this this movement. I think if, if you remember, we were a few years ago. Maybe go back five or six years ago now because it's been a while now. Remember how everybody was talking about the Illuminati hella hard and talking about all these different secret societies. Now certain you know certain platforms still get into this and still you know align this with the major industries like entertainment industries like Hollywood and you know the music industry but it's not as talked about anymore it's not as you know commonplace to hear that type of discussion anymore uh, <clears throat> even on the fringes or even in your you know your YouTube spaces or your podcast spaces nobody is talking about you know who's an Illuminati what artist is this da 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 a whole lot anymore is what I'm going to say uh, so I think that's part of that it's a veiled part of that d discussion because it's almost like yeah you know let's point the figure finger at these major label artists da, 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 they're part of this you know cults or whatever they're pushing these agendas let's just get out of the cult part of it let's just say just the pushing agenda aspect of it right you know and I get that but in reality it, if, particularly if we're talking about a genre like rap it's not that much different you know now, don't get me wrong, there are artists that may have a different style, they might have a different subject matter, but, you know, that's how rap is broken down. It's more so like the artists. Those artists, <clears throat> the artists themselves, uh, you know, they have their differences. They have their differences of styles and, and, like I said, content. But in reality, if we were to look at mainstream and then, again, it, you know, independent rap as a whole, I mean, the messages are not that different. You know, uh, you know, again, Lil Dirk does not sound that much different than somebody local from Chicago. That he doesn't. They're talking literally about the same shit. Now, every now and again, uh, Dirk might drop a more pop friendly song, radio friendly song, but that's about it. So, you know, there is no. I mean, I mean, again, no. You know, disrespect to the, you know, the independent artists you know and all that again let's let's herald them but i think again that's a further it's a it's a it's a, a lot deeper than just labeling them these artists you know as such you know because i feel like there's a pick and choose aspect to this too you know let's single out this artist for being an industry plant but not this other artist who's basically in the same position who you know or maybe even bigger than this person I mean, I, I mean, I think some of your biggest artists, why, why aren't they considered to be industry plants? I think that was the whole point of them being established, you know, by a major label. They were established by a major label. They all were. So they're all, in effect, a plant, you know, and I just think it's weird how people want to, you know, you know, a, apply this term to one artist, but not the other. It's like when we, you know, want to, you know, castigate, you know, well, sorry, what's the word here? Uh, you know criticize you know behaviors or or actions that certain celebrities or certain people in general get into you know one person will get a pass and then the next celebrity oh it's fine he's this and da 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 die or she whatever nah fuck that you know if if it makes you mad when this person does it it should make you mad when the other person does it if this person is a industry plant uh, that's si if they're signed to a major label they're getting backed by that label so on and so forth their ads are everywhere What's different between that artist who might not, I guess he's not projecting that he's a major artist, whatever. That's so weird that people even care about this shit. 
if you know what label they're signed to, you, you know it with whether or not they're, you would know. So there's no, <clears throat> I don't know how people, I don't know how people could really, you know, buy these artists, buy the fact, buy what they're selling in terms of the fact of them being independent when it just takes a, a simple Google search to figure out what labels they're signed to and look up that label. So you would know, I mean, come on now, like y'all act like, you know, somebody was really deceiving you. How? We all know that the majority of these people that are, you know, again, on the mainstream level are backed by major entities. This is not a surprise. So, again, I think either you eradicate this term or you apply it to everyone and you just look at it for what it is. And you be critical of the entire situation and not just pick and choose artists or genres that you might not like. So you want to single them out. That's how I look at it. All right, y'all. If you like what you heard today, please be sure uh, to check more uh, episodes out. I will be coming back uh, relatively soon. That's the plan. Uh, the work schedule is back to normal, at least for now. Uh, so I'm going to try to come back with some uh, word on the street segments, of course, some international news national news at home all that good stuff uh you know uh we also got the nba season to get into uh we well within that uh we got the in season tournament going on i do want to wrap up everything for the mlb season of course uh just uh post uh kind of the postseason just a little bit uh but more so you know award winners course what's going on in free agents agency potential free agency uh one more talk about my a's before you know everything is I guess official, official, I guess it is official, I guess, with them going to Las Vegas. So one more, uh, you know, discussion about that. And then uh, we got college basketball to get into. We got a whole lot. And then, of course, we got college football wrapping up before we get into, of course, all the ball games and the college football playoffs. So a lot to get into as the days go on. Uh, again, hopefully my schedule permits me to get you know some more episodes out frequently that's the biggest goal right now uh but again thank you for taking your time to listen to this one uh, again if you haven't yet please check out my godfather uh, godfather 3 review on the never out of bounds youtube channel uh it's been up for about a few days now probably like a week so go ahead and check that out uh you know i'm just trying to get these uh get this get these two platforms off the ground so anything you can do will be uh, much appreciated all right y'all if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i'll let you guys later